This is the Atlanta Small Business Show with Jim Fitzpatrick. Hi, everyone. Jim Fitzpatrick. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. We have a real treat for you today. We're speaking to Olympic gold medalist Nikki Stone. Nikki was America's first ever Olympic champion for inverted aerial skiing at the 1998 Winter Olympics in Japan. She's an acclaimed motivational speaker and the Amazon best-selling author of When Turtles Fly, Secrets of Successful People Who Know How to Stick Their Necks Out. Nikki, thanks so much for joining us today. It's not every day we speak to an Olympian. Talk to us about inverted aerial skiing and your journey to the Olympics. Well, it's a sport that I know a lot of people consider crazy. Um, and I said, the first time I saw it myself, I said, these people are crazy. So I can relate <laughs> to what people are feeling when they see the sport. Uh, what we do is we go 40 to 50 miles an hour into a 10 to 12 foot tall wall. We flip <laughs> over with skis on our feet and twist and turn and land on a 45 degree steep hill and ski away from the jump. Uh, Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. I was going to say, that's assuming everything works out all right, right? Right. And I had a, I had a gymnastics and skiing background, so mm -hmm. it was the perfect marriage to be able to start aerial skiing. And I actually didn't start it till I was 18 years old. Oh, my gosh. Uh, wow. I fell in love with the sport quickly and knew it was going to be the sport for me. That's incredible. There's got to be a lot of... Uh, there's got to be a lot of accidents just getting into this thing and, and, and trying. I, I know that and we're going to talk about that in a second, but... Uh, uh, you know, just just trying to make this thing work. I, it would seem to me that, you know, a, a lot of stumbling and, and uh, getting back up on those skis must be pretty intimidating. Yeah, well, believe it or not, the worst injury I had was from too many landings. Mm. Um, the compression over time actually injured my lower back. And oh the injury I had, I thought it was just a muscle spasm. I was competing in the contest throughout the year. And I found myself in second place to a girl from Canada named Veronica Brenner. And I wanted to be able to beat her, but um, my back was hurting quite a bit. And I told my coach I didn't know how many jumps I could do. Um, when she didn't make it to finals, I thought it was my chance to be able to pull ahead of her. Sure. And I went out for the day to jump and found that I couldn't bend forward in order to take my jumps. But oh my gosh. I still wanted to take the jumps. I went and took my first jump and found that I couldn't stand up at the bottom of the hill. Oh my so gosh. We, our physical trainer came up to me and asked me if I could take another jump or not. And I told him he would have to lift me onto my feet because I couldn't bend forward in order to stand up. Oh and my gosh. Wow. Those that I know would be the last jump I would take for a while. I went off the jump found that I couldn't move at all at the bottom of the hill. I was sent home from Europe on a plane uh, where I had to get three extra seats because I couldn't stand up and went and saw a doctor upon doctor upon doctor. And the injury they told me it was, it was not a muscle spasm. It was something called internal disc disruption, mm. where I basically damaged two of the discs in my lower back. And I had 10 doctors tell me that I was never going to ski again. I was never going to be doing aerial skiing and they didn't know if I'd be, be able to come back to any sport. And then you go on to compete and win. So tell us about that. How, do, how does that happen? You say, not me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there and do it? Yeah, well, you know, I, I did go through a period just like everyone else where I was depressed. I felt like I couldn't do this. You know, there, there's those moments that we all have where we feel, can we get back up? Can we do this again? Right. And it took two things, finding a picture of a man named Joe Frazier 
and Joe Frazier won the Olympic gold medal in boxing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't know that he did it with a broken fist. Did not and know that, it, yeah. Yeah, this man needs his fist for boxing as much as I need my back for jumping. Yeah. So if he could come back from this, why couldn't I? And I found a poem called You Mustn't Quit. And the poem was given to me when I was 10 years old and I thought of quitting the sport of gymnastics and it was given to me by a role model. And it was that reminder that no matter the challenge, we really have to keep pushing until we ourselves say it's not possible. Yeah. And so I was able to build up the muscles in my back to support those injured discs. I couldn't have surgery because two different levels of discs would, would prevent me from bending my back at all. So I built up the muscles in my back. Um, I would take a Super Bowl with me every day I'd go to the gym. And there was a quote by General George S. Patton that said, success is how high you bounce after you hit rock bottom. Uh. And I would bounce that Super Bowl, remind myself that I had to stay hard. Um, I had to stay strong. I had to be ready to bounce back. Yeah. And it helped me go back and start lifting and, and being able to do uh, heavy weights and start doing the sport of aerials again. And I was able to come back just 18 months before the Winter, Winter Olympic Games. And uh, you're, today you're an accomplished motivational speaker and businesswoman and also book author. Tell us a little bit about the book and uh, what you want the reader to, uh, some of the takeaways for the reader. Well, one of the greatest things, my parents, that day after I stood on my own Olympic podium, my parents sat me down and they told me about a philosophy for success. And they said, you have to be like a turtle to be successful. You have to be soft on the inside. You have to have a hard shell and you have to be willing to stick your neck out. <laughs> I love it. That's great. It's something that I use throughout my entire career, you know, to be able to have that passion inside, that yeah. soft you know, love for what we do, sure. the hard shell to be able to overcome adversities and for it, be able to um, sustain and, and really push forward in some consistency. Right. And then having the ability to stick our neck out and believe in ourselves, taking risks, having confidence, um, which didn't necessarily come naturally to me because I'm actually afraid of heights. Um, wow. So the, the sport was pretty scary. Yeah. But, you know, I always thought about that turtle sticking his neck out. And so it's something I speak to corporations today about having that turtle effect and, and finding those elements in order to come back. Yeah. And with my book, When Turtles Fly, Secrets of Successful People Who Know How to Stick Their Necks Out, I had people from all different walks of life. I had Nobel Prize winners, Fortune 500 CEOs, uh, military heroes, celebrities, every different field you could imagine from Tommy Hilfiger to Lester Holt to Sean White and Lindsey Vaughn. And I asked all these people, you know, like, what does it take to be successful? And they all shared how they use their turtle, either the soft inside, the hard shell, or the sticking their neck out right. in order to find their success. Right. That's fantastic. Wow. That, that is incredible. As you know, you know, we're, we're uh, here we are in the middle of this uh, terrible pandemic that has got our country and if not the world at somewhat of a standstill. What advice do you have to uh, business people that are listening to you today uh, in an effort to get through this? Uh, obviously, a lot of it has to do with a mindset and such, and, and that's something that you know a little something about. So what's your advice to executives today trying to make it through this? Yeah, well, you know, there, there's not always an easy path. Um, and to be honest with you, when there is an easy path, it's not that rewarding. Right. So in order to push through some of these adversities, we have to make sure we have that hard inside. 
um, or excuse me, the hard shell. Mm -hmm. And we have to have confidence in what we do. And one way I found confidence um, was by taking small steps and looking back and realizing the success that I have had mm -hmm. um, and knowing that there's more that we can do than we actually believe. Yeah. And so you have to take those little risks to be able to take these chances and build that confidence. And I also asked all the people in my book, you know, why were you most successful? And there was one group of individuals, whenever I asked them why they were most successful, they always had an answer right away. <laughs> and that group of individuals was the athletes. Wow. And it's because they're constantly looking back at what made them successful, where their strengths are, what areas they need to improve. They have coaches helping them, videos to be able to do this. And so to take a page from the athletes, yeah. you know, go out there and realize where your success lies and use that to be able to propel you forward um, in order to get through these next stages. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and now you're obviously, as I mentioned, an accomplished uh, motivational speaker for companies all over the world. Um, and, and now even your business must be somewhat on hold, right? Because of the, the so many conventions and business meetings, you know, being canceled during these times, right? Yes, most definitely. You know, I really love getting in front of an audience. I love to be able to see the reaction of people. And we sure. have started doing speeches that are actually through videos. Um, and it's still great to be able to connect with people and the greatest reward for me is someone coming up to me afterwards and saying they changed something in their life because of something I said yeah. and it's not just me sharing my story it's it's the feedback and the correspondence and the connection that we can have with people all over the world yeah. uh, you know we're all going through these struggles together it's not something that we get through ourselves we have to use a teamwork and a support system in order to get to that next level and it's something that even as an individual in an individual sport i realized there were so many people that could help me stand on top of the podium you know yeah. i needed my coaches i needed my family i needed my friends i needed doctors um, teammates all these people that would help me to be able to become successful right. and it's the same thing we need in our personal lives we have to make sure we have that support system um, and utilize it because we are social creatures and you know we're all craving you know that touch and that connection and we just have to find different ways to get it yeah for sure um, you know as, as a young person uh, you, you win the the Olympic gold which you know everybody knows that now that's the pinnacle right how do you how do you keep your motivation to say okay now I want to conquer another field and become a speaker, become a consultant or a book author. I mean, it, it, you, you, most people look at you and look at that situation and say, you've arrived and you were probably in your early 20s, I would imagine, right? Right. Um, I, was, I was in my mid-20s. Okay. And uh, believe it or not, I, I had written a thesis in college. And in order to graduate with honors, we had to write a thesis at Union College. Okay. And I wrote my thesis on elite female athletes retirement from sport okay. and the psychology behind this retirement. And so I thought I had it all figured out. You know, <laughs> I, I had this understanding. I know what people needed. You know, what they said is you need a new focus, yeah. you know, in align with what I said with the goals that we're setting for ourselves. Sure. And so I thought I had this all in place and I, I completely fell apart. You know, there was a time that, you know, I broke and it's important for people to realize that the most successful people in the world have breaking points as well. Right. And they have points where, you know, they feel defeated also. Yeah. And the, the difference is that most successful people keep picking themselves back up. Right. And I got to that point and I realized if I wanted to be, you know, a husband my whole life, someone who had, you know, accomplished something and that's all I live for, um, 
than I could, but I knew that I wanted to accomplish greater things as well. And I wanted to be able to share that motivation that I had gained. And so for me, it really helped to be able to go and, and set these goals, you know, have them be reach goals and things that I was striving for. And I was able to come out and, you know, build up that career in speaking. And it, it was great because it was very similar to Ariel's. You know, it was something that speaking didn't come naturally to me at first, uh, just as Ariel skiing hadn't because I was afraid of heights. And, you know, there's always that little sense of fear before you take your jump or before you step on stage. But then, you know, you get into your groove and you start realizing that, you know, this is something that I'm sharing something great or I'm showing something great and I have the ability to do this. And so it really you know, resonated with me to be able to use those fears and use, you know, the goals I set within my next career and lifestyle um, to be able to go out there and accomplish, you know, being a motivational speaker. Yeah. What do you say to those people that are listening to you today that are nervous about the future that just don't, you know, they, they're just got so much anxiety built up and, and just not sure about their professional future? Yeah, and it, it is challenging. And, you know, I, I don't say completely ignore it, you know, recognize and acknowledge it, but realize there's always a path to be able to come back. Mm -hmm. um, it's something I learned from my sport. You know, I had 10 doctors tell me that I wasn't going to ski again. Mm -hmm. And it would have been very easy for me to say that's mm -hmm. not possible. Right. Um, but you have to know that there is a path forward, um, but you have to be willing to seek that path and you have to be willing to push yourself out of your comfort zone because nothing ever happens in the comfort zone. That's you know, right. it's something that we really have to strive to be greater, take those risks, take the challenges. You know, my grandmother growing up said the brave do not live forever, but the cautious do not live at all. <laughs> That's and a great line. It is great. And I used it throughout my life to realize, you know, I have to take these risks and it may not always come back to the way I want it to, but at least I'm living my life and feeling proud of what I've accomplished. Yeah, that's fantastic. The very inspiring Nikki Stone, Olympic gold medalist, motivational speaker and best-selling author. I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. This has uh, been a real, uh, a real treat for us. Thank you. It's been, it's been a pleasure, Jim. Thanks. ASBN is a part of the JBF business media family.